0: So, in the making of this episode, I had a bit of an incident.
1: Yeah, I guess you were directly involved in uh, making this episode because our guest is someone very close to you. Today we're having on a journalism student who's been following the manosphere and the far right as it's evolved on the internet for the past six years.
0: She's my girlfriend.
1: And she's also, of course, she is Emily's girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Emily would only date someone who would do that.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Fellow right-wing extremism on the internet enthusiast. Sarah is sick now. She has been doing the research for this episode for actually months. We have watched maybe like a whole 48 hours of Andrew Tate content. I mean, we watched
1: yeah, Yourself hour hour-long
0: videos of Andrew Tate. Yeah, the to it, the
1: point where it's like you're watching it in your sleep. We were content. watching it before
0: bed. We'd watch it when we ate breakfast. Just hypnotizing
1: yourselves completely. We
0: enveloped ourselves into this world. It got so crazy- This morning, right before we left to come here, we were writing down final notes on her window with markers. I shit and clogged the toilet and. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it overflowed while I was gone. Oh, God. And so it just overflowed. So there was so writing gross. on the window. That's just. just shit on time. the floor, writing
1: on the Just like your personal schizoden. Like, just <laughs> yeah. like full tinfoil yeah. hat, like writing on that's the wall. That's what I am going to be cleaning everywhere. up everywhere. Yeah. Jesus. That's <laughs> horrible. Yeah. Well, you guys did come with a like manila envelope filled to the. Uh, overflowing with with, uh, papers with notes and scribbles
0: just i mean it got really truly
1: the rambling of of people who are deep into this subculture so
0: into it yeah
1: so uh yeah this one is kind of an intense one i'm evangelia and i'm emily and welcome to what's gonna happen
2: prayer <coughs> our Tate who art in Bucharest Andrew be thy name thy kingdom come through cam and fun <laughs> online as it is on the blockchain give us this day our daily vodka and forgive those the shit munchers for their trespasses against us lead us to women for temptation and deliver unto us our dominoes for his is the Lambo, the McLaren, and Ferrari, forever with Tristan. Amen. <laughs> so Can that you... was the Tate prayer? Yeah, it was in the um, Tate Bible. Should I, should I say the author of, of the Yeah, person? I think we're going to credit yeah. them. Okay. okay.
1: <laughs> we, you know, we're a big source podcast.
2: Right. And yeah. I'd like
1: that person to have to take accountability. Mm.
2: So it's
0: not credit, it's accountability (laughs) in this case.
2: I believe it was written by somebody with the pseudonym (laughs) (laughs) G-Slim. Thank you, G-Slim. And where did you find the Tate Prayer? There's actually like... Tate has apparently written, like, thousands of books, but I think it's all these people trying to profit off of his name. Mm. That's kind of, like, a collective journey, like, open
1: forum. Like, he is becoming an idea more than a person. <laughs> you know, it's kind of democratic.
0: Yeah, it, well, you know, I think Andrew Tate wants to be a, a god-like figure. And, you know, when you're a god, everybody projects themselves onto you, so. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, so g essentially, like, in the intro, um, <laughs> I, I haven't... I've, like, seen excerpts from it. I haven't read the whole thing. I haven't had the pleasure, but nobody actually wrote it. It's a compilation of things that Tate has said in interviews, podcasts. Etc. basically So it's just his like, methods. Like, yeah. yeah. the secret to living um, like he lives. The secret <laughs> to living like he lives, exactly. And basically, he says in the intro that he discovered Tate, like, around COVID, and he thought he was ironic, like, he thought he was joking, and then he started, like, going through a rabbit hole and basically getting sucked in. Many but such he said cases. This, you know, many
0: such cases. He's, I not know what happened to you guys. Yeah, um... Well, Sarah, you know, had a hyperfixation kind of with Andrew Tate for a minute. Not that she liked him, just that, you know, Sarah and I both... But for that
1: same, like, kind of irony-poisoned reason where at first it's, like, such a meme that you have to start looking deeper into it, and then it's, like, you're just obsessed.
0: Right, Mm -hmm. and, you know, so we're both kind of obsessed with right-wing internet figures, and so she would get these reels of Andrew Tate, and she would watch them so much that... Andrew Tate would actually appear in my dreams because Mine, she too. would be watching them while I was sleeping. So I was getting NBA. red-pilled in my sleep. I was choice. This is the way, guys. <laughs> <That's
2: so well. laughs> How to tame your wolf. <laughs> Yeah, Sounds more, like you've
1: been reading the tape
2: Bible. <laughs> Yes, yes. It actually started with Islam Reels. Like, this was the first... So you like, were,
1: you were uh, watching Islam Reels and that's yeah, what you Andrew Tate. Yeah, but I don't
2: know what about my account like, made the Islam Reels like, come to me. Like, it didn't show for them. I didn't like look at right wing things. Like I don't look at right wing. Like my Instagram is just for like people who hate me from high school. Like, <laughs> kind of, like I don't have like I don't consume on there very much. So there's no real reason that the Islam reels came to me, but I actually talked to my therapist about it. And my therapist <laughs> was like, "Don't, I get the Islam reels too." Oh, like he and he's just like this like 50-year-old like Jewish guy, like so I don't know why <laughs> what that's about, but I would get, like, these mm. reels, like, when the second wife doesn't cook the meal, and, like, you're like, <laughs> damn, I, mean, like, I have to. I
1: fell down a male soul kind of, like, grind set rabbit hole as well, but it was because I started engaging. I would get them on my explore page, the, like, women are dumb whores, get a Lambo instead. This like, is kind crazy, of
0: and, like, this is gender as fuck, because for the last Maybe two and a half years. My Instagram reels has been convinced that I am pregnant and having a child, <laughs> and I get all of these reels so you about think because child Sarah and I are More
1: masculine. Yeah, I th- think th- that they were to- like
0: either you're you're Muslim or you're having a child. Those, uh-huh. are, the Those are the two genders. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they, they saw
2: that, you know, I was getting the alpha stuff. So they said, like, of course, she's impregnating you. like, the Right. Alpha. Okay. The okay. Were in <laughs> they like yeah. must be alpha, must be strong swimmers, et cetera, et cetera. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, th-
1: I see how easy it is c- to get absorbed because I think Instagram is always kind of waiting to put people onto extremist content as our most social media platforms. Um, it only takes, like, what, two hours to receive, like, 400 extremist videos on TikTok? Yes, there was that yes. One. So those ideologies can really weasel their ways into the brain because extremism keeps you scrolling, keeps you engaged.
2: Yes. In a recent interview, Tate actually said, um, the idea that I'm an extremist is actually clown world. He
1: world? said, he "Use that word." Awesome he used that word, which that's clown world. Oh, yeah, that's
0: like, the like far right term as they call our world. Uh, the far clown right is world. so good at coming up with <laughs> terms. Honestly, yeah. like, people say the right can't meme. A lot of meme culture unironically comes from them. Yeah, like, totally.
1: Because they, they're they're the biggest haters and haters are pretty good at like making up funny nicknames for people they don't right. like. Right, so yeah, we live in clown Snowflakes, world. Snowflakes, libtards, like the, every other term. <laughs> libtards are, is an
0: old one. Like my dad was saying libtard when I was a kid. Wait, Wait, yeah. That's, what? Wait, really? Oh, I yeah. I didn't even know oh, that. Oh, my yeah. dad's been sick. But saying <laughs> that's what saying. it's a classic. It just, yeah, it, it withstands it is, the test yeah. of
2: time. I can imagine them calling Barack Obama like a libtard. Yeah, like, it honestly
0: does him. sound like I like think my dad would make up my dad is kind of like Trump in that he comes up with a lot of nicknames Jersey for people, jerk like off. so much. Oh man, don't even. My dad has a, a derogatory nickname for every state license plate in America. You are either a mass hole, a Connecticut, a Jersey
1: jerk off. I remember him using all three of those in one breath when we were six years
0: old and he would drive us home from school. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And don't even get him started on people that have white cars. My dad is a white car. Yeah, I know. And when Sarah described her dad's car to my dad my dad was like oh that's the worst a white tesla and from jersey i can't think of anything worse than that (laughs) so
2: you know andrew tate essentially there's a few levels to it so um there's hustlers university which is his fifty dollar a month Course. It basically teaches you the secret to modern wealth creation. It's more of the surface level financial stuff. They teach you courses in e commerce, stocks, copywriting, crypto. You have professors that are making apparently like $10,000 to $500,000 a month doing whatever it is they do. There's thousands of members. You know, it's more about the financial aspect, less about. He used to have this course that was literally called the the PhD, the pimping hose degree. Oh my (laughs) god. (laughs) He's just like a cartoon character
1: he <laughs> is
2: I think that's like but that's part of that's like kids love
0: him yeah, he is, he's literally meant, is meant like to be character. like a superhero or a cartoon yeah. character like
2: kids love like a guy that's like and animated
1: like he animated. exist in like, like a
0: like
2: a modern
1: day boondocks episode yeah like, he's just like the
0: pimping hose degree that's like awesome
2: like, <laughs> I'm getting my PhD soon <laughs> it's like a mall t-shirt
0: level yeah, like, yeah that is just exactly so
2: stupid
0: um but yeah so now but n- instead of the PhD course which Sarah and I did watch the entirety of. Um, <laughs> and what did you learn? Any um, she Actually, that's any what she fell nuggets? through. Do you want to tell that story? I, should, should I, I tell I that say story? say fell for. You said fell, fell through. Fell. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you fell through, too. So.
0: <laughs> you wanted your own pimping host no, degree? It's or, no, it's much more she, embarrassing than
2: that. So Andrew Tate did these, like, pre-recorded videos. He first teaches you how to get a woman, and he says, you know, you can make a woman feel any emotion except boredom, and they will respond to you. Hot girls get tired. Tons of inbox messages. You have to stand out. He always puts, like, a cherry in his, like, his text. And then he says, like,
1: in the
0: video, like, you can't use a cherry. That's mine.
1: This is, like, when people say, like, you need to put cornmeal on fish bait to, like, get more
0: fish. It's just, (laughs) like,
1: breaking down, like, baiting
2: women to this weird science well, I mean, the the part about, like, eliciting confusion in a woman, I guess, did work. Because this guy, this reply guy has been texting my
0: girlfriend, you know, Emily, my girlfriend, for like, for like, <laughs> like y- a year and a half. A year and a half. So like, the street. He called, approached me on the street. One day, and I did give my Instagram because I wanted the follow. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> giving a random man your That's Instagram because saying. you want more
0: followers, <laughs> and, and yeah, he became and a reply he became guy. a reply guy just like from for months, just replying to my and my she, stories periodically, and she never responded. But the one time he said, I have a proposal for He me. said that he has she a, a business like,
2: proposal oh. for me. A, she was like, What does that mean? I guess I'm. So, so you so I was like, guys guys, business
1: proposal. You're like, Maybe this will be how I get the <laughs> internship I've always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the guy snap. that says, May I have boob, please, on all of my pictures <laughs> is going to be my big ticket to success. <gasps> no, I, show. I was confi- I was, okay, I was intrigued. He threw you off your guard. Like, he caught you laughing. Yeah. And he trapped you. Yeah. I was like, Huh, what is the business proposal? line sinker.
0: He put the cornmeal on the bay and you bit. The business proposal was that he wanted to buy my nudes. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wonder what else it could have been. I- I blocked him after that. That was the final straw. You know, mm. I had just been not responding. But he, got you for a second. But he did, he did yeah. get me for a second. So I guess Tate
1: is right. I guess my question stands. Women respond to
0: confusion. Women is the moral yes. of the story.
1: Yeah. Women are overly curious. Uh women want to make sense of things, I think a lot of the time. <laughs> I think the world gaslights women so much that they're just always looking to make sense of what's going on. And so if you
2: throw a little confusion, it's like, hmm, this is a mystery
1: I need
0: to solve. <laughs> that's
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that's like pretty real, I think, for like even me, too. Like, I think if someone sends me a confusing DM, I'm probably way more like whether male or female, whether romantic or platonic. If I'm like, if this makes me feel confused, I'm going to be like, well, what's going on? I'm like... So, yeah, that, that's part of the PhD course. Um, the war room basically takes it a step further. And... The worm is, I believe. Let me just get the exact price. It's it's a couple thousand. Oh um, yeah.
1: And so there must be some real bad boy pieces of information in that course. There must oh, be. Oh yeah.
2: It's nine dollars. Oh my god,
1: people oh. are so stupid. It's I crazy. Don't know if it's a
2: month. Let me see. Go to checkout. I don't want to accidentally buy it. <laughs> this is like <laughs> my, awesome this is, like, my fear of like Apple let Pay. Is happen. like me
1: like
0: actually clicking to close up, scans your out.
1: face, and just like you now you paid seven thousand dollars. Around, if like, that happened, we would have
0: to all take we would have Yeah, we would actually
2: have to go to Romania. But we're actually, we really want to go to Romania for Andrew Tate's court case. But then I was like, "Shit, this is gonna be Romanian." Like,
1: we're gonna you like might have like to tone Eastern down Euro- a couple of things education. about yourself <laughs> if you go
2: there. I will what say. things? hmm. Andrew Tate's whole Hustlers University thing is basically he gives the guys You mean his followers. His followers. His goonies, yeah. yeah. His, um, his, like, 13-year-old boy followers who join Hustlers University, a 50% commission of every link that is clicked on from their pages. They basically create a page, like, Tate, whatever, Tate motivation, money. Well, Once so they share his link, they get a commission? Yeah, they get a commission. Yeah. They get a commission when someone clicks on it. Basically. Like, every successful
0: hat. thing in America, it's prostitution it's a, it's a and pyramid scheme. pyramid scheme. Yeah. And so,
2: basically, that's how he evades, basically, bans. He never had a TikTok account. All of his TikToks are all just from these boys and I actually think that he was having the girls do it. That's a personal theory. But mm-hmm. that he was having his cam girls actually do them. The, that's my theory because there's certain things that I feel he would only be able, either he sends out videos, because there's these videos that I'm like, who took, who took this? this is a so private, he, he yeah.
1: basically supersedes getting banned from the internet because he has all of these like, guerrilla warfare soldiers, very Fight Club-esque. Yeah spreading his word and getting views off of it yeah. making commission off of sharing the links make it, you know profiting off of posting clips of him on YouTube with like that stupid music in the background <laughs> <ad> <laughs> yeah so so he he's doing the best ad campaign ever, basically, by just yeah. having kids post his content.
2: Yeah, that's essentially what it is. And, and he'll um, never be erased because it's yeah. coming from it so just, many different time they have an incentive to 12-year-old. make it inflammatory and popular. Right. And he basically gets, he, he's like hive-minding people. Like, yeah, yeah, but people don't know this. Adults especially don't know this. You know, I have a theory that his, basically, his plan all along was like Trump during the run-up to the 2020 election, Trump was like setting it up for like months and months and months. Before the election even came out before he even lost. I think he sort of knew he was going to lose and so he started being like, the COVID mail-in ballots, they're so insecure, they're they're a problem, they're a problem, they're a problem. He would say that before the election so he he set up the grift of being... So I was like, always, like, he's going to steal the election. Like, I saw that already. He was basically setting up the grift of taking the election to occur and that's the same thing Andrew Tate does because he set up the grift of being like, oh, those clips were taken out of context even though he was the one who provided those clips for his army of... Hustlers University people to put them so out he, there so he, he, he would wants, get attention. He
1: wants his videos to be taken yeah. out of context, but it's so that people he confuses and gauges yeah. people, he baits people, and then he says, Oh, well, you didn't see the full context. Yeah, yeah. And so then you fall down this rabbit hole <laughs> looking for the full context, and then you get roped into first his free videos and then his Hustler's yeah. University and then ultimately yeah. War Room. Yeah. And, he, he may he, be running well, what it's might also, be the greatest script of all time.
2: It's 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 also this just automatic get out of jail free card. you
1: know, Tucker Carlson. All who are into those, ex- those those kind of alt-right voices mm-hmm. say like oh well I know you've probably seen some of his TikTok clips but those are all taken out yes, of context yeah, exactly. you need to learn more about this right. person right there it is to- yeah I've heard that about Jordan Peterson I've heard yep. that about Ben Shapiro I've heard that about all, all of those guys kind of rely on oh it's taken out of context
2: yeah but you know as someone who's watched their long form content take it from me it's literally all just as bad if not worse <laughs> yeah what yeah. he does
1: is he he's literally like he says straight out preying on people's energy it's it's what narcissists do. It's what people who are energy manipulators do, where he, he's taking your attention by saying, you need to look at me more, you need to figure out more about this, and then he gets into your head and contaminates your actual school of thought just because you want to follow that that chain. Right. He, he's fueled by the elusiveness that he creates by having his army of men relay his message, and they're profiting off of it, too. Yeah, I think you're right. He's... He's running the Tupperware scheme of the century.
0: Oh, yeah. Is there any
2: hints at what goes on in the war room, or is this kind of like the Elefcinian mystery? As as <laughs> like, <laughs> make it sound like it's this mystery. He's like, anywhere in the world, I call my people in the world. They can get anything done. My secret weapon is the war room. He acts like an fight, fight Club. Like this. So so yeah, I was going to say, so this yeah. is like
1: very Fight Club, like this idea that like fighting is cool, you know, everybody wants to break the matrix by, like, actually just conforming to masculinity so hard because you are trying to break the cucked masculine standards put on you. Right. And, um, it sounds like he's just kind of taking that formula exactly and making people feel like they're a part of something bigger. So he's just, a, like, a cult leader. Yeah. Yeah. The cult of Tate. And, I mean, I think that's why magical thinking and, like, talking about spirituality really serves him. Andrew Tate
0: If you notice, if you watch his videos a lot, which I have, a lot of his videos, this isn't really at the forefront, but what you'll start to kind of notice is that he uses the language of spirituality a lot. and He's kind of a spiritual guy. He, you know, will talk about energy transfer, and he'll say, money flows to me like water. My energy goes out to everyone in the room, and, like, he'll just use he this. He says affirmations no, to himself. Yeah. Well, actually,
2: the money flows to me like water is actually from, it's even crazier, it's from the actual hypnotist that's in the war room. Oh, is he? What's and his so, name? So, um, his name is Iggy Semelwise. I think men do have, like, a desire, a deep desire to have
1: a connectedness with a higher power. But there's no way that that's been repackaged today to make it cool, especially for people who don't have, like, a strong religious background I mean, literally, already. I think spirituality is gay. Like, I think it's gay as fuck, like... And men, especially, are so used to making fun of girls who like crystals and thinking that it's it's beneath them to be into zodiacs and shit like that. But I think they secretly yearn for for being part of something bigger because they feel isolated in masculinity. For so. sure, for sure. I,
2: I think to explain, like, just a bit, if you don't know about Andrew Tate's religious beliefs, he... Basically started as an atheist because he was in the Red Pill, like Manosphere community, and they were pretty atheistic for a while. But things have changed towards trad cats and right wing Muslim influencers. Um, Andrew Tate has converted to Islam semi recently. Here's a, the reason why I think he did it: one, because there actually is a hadith. A hadith, basically, if you don't know, is based in Islam, and hadiths are basically sort of a guide to living your life. It's not as authentic as the Quran. Quran is their holy book in the sense of like the Quran is believed to be given divinely from God whereas a Hadith is something that someone said the prophet did or advocated for a story he told. A lot of religion have these kind of texts and there's one that's actually like doubting a believer's beliefs is like killing him. And like, so that's like, that's. If you're
1: Islamic, you can't question Islamic. Yeah, you. Yeah, you basically.
2: Yeah, there is actually a hadith that that has this anecdote about Prophet Muhammad. Basically, one of his followers apparently was about to kill someone, and they said, Oh, wait, I'm a Muslim, because you're not allowed to kill Muslims, I believe, in, in Islam he said wait I'm a Muslim and he killed him anyway and the prophet Muhammad got really mad at him because he said you don't know what it what's in his heart you may think it's bullshit but like you don't know what's in his heart like how can you be sure and so basically there's this cultural thing and cultural and religious thing in Islam to not criticize other Muslims and once you're converted your slate is wiped completely
0: clean. Interesting that Muslims have a rule against criticizing other Muslims because Jews do not have that rule. The have Jews have the opposite of that rule. Nobody on earth is more anti-Semitic than a secular Jew talking about a religious Jew. But <laughs> to another
2: secular Jew, I think to goyim. Yeah, but yeah, yeah to goyim. I shouldn't you know, even be saying goyim. Honestly, in this podcast, that makes us look, look bad. bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but uh, I think it's to reach a new audience. I'm yeah, an audience that cannot denounce him, even if they. Yeah, don't. I was talking to my um, my left wing Muslim friend. He was like, I don't really want to criticize him too much because, or his belief. You can criticize a Muslim, but you can't really criticize and question their belief in mm-hmm. Islam because you're supposed to let Allah judge them. They said they'll sort it out. And so there's this new audience here, and my Muslim friend was saying like, he's family members that defend. Andrew Tate, actually. And and these are, like, older family members, too. And so it's exposing them to a new, an older audience, an audience whose parents maybe don't disagree with him as much because there's a lot of liberal places where young boys with liberal parents are being exposed to him and their parents are like, oh, my God, what do we do? But, like, if you're Muslim and you and you see this guy who, like, appears who says he's a devout Muslim, you're maybe wanting your kids to watch him because you want them to be more connected to their faith because they don't really... You know, what parent has time to look into every one of their kids' influences? They don't really... You know, so it depends on. I think he's trying to get more, like, get the parents' approval. I think that's what going on. Tucker Carlson was also about. Also,
1: yeah, and it also helps with his allegations of being uh, a degenerate, sat- a degenerate, and being satanic for sex trafficking women and stuff. Right. Because if he gets like the the culture that. I think, values the modesty of women like the most out of all the ones we see in America, at least, then it, it almost gives him a good reputation. Among, if, if he has a good reputation amongst those people, he doesn't really need to prove himself to other religions.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's just a way of, like, sort of tapping into a new um, right-wing audience. Um, in terms of some Muslims are right-wing, obviously not all. I mean, we've seen overlap with the white Sharia
1: There's stuff. kind
0: of, like, yeah, there's almost, like... It's almost like they parallel and sometimes meet.
1: Yes, exactly. And there are lines that, that at points converge. Yeah. but don't, don't. There's a give lot each of Islamophobic
0: sentiment on yeah. the far right, but then there's also like like the white Sharia thing, and there's you know some right wing people will say like oh you know those extreme Muslim countries like they got it right. Yeah. I want to subjugate women and gays too. Yeah. Um, exactly.
1: They they actually kind of Venn diagram at a point, and Andrew Tate just, like, solidifies that convergence. And he he brings it to the foreground he, he makes the subtext of their agreement context and they like being acknowledged and seen they like that there's this basically like someone speaking on their behalf marketing their religion to a whole new group of people who might have been raised christian or jewish or whatever I think that also speaks to the idea that a lot of men are looking for a new standard of masculinity and seeing this like new ideology and religion like open up that has such strong standards for men. Like, it can be alluring.
0: Right. right,
1: It's also, like, kind of ethnic. It's like how, like, white women have, like, gone on their, like, ethnic spiritual journeys for so
2: long. Right. White men are kind of, like, interested in that, <laughs> too. In my experience, I don't know if this is just the content that comes to me, but I don't think there's really a non-Catholic Christian infrastructure, a right-wing young infrastructure the same way there is for Muslim influencers. Just the general right-wing has become more fond of institutionalized It used to be that Richard Spencer, like, who was the big Nazi, all right guy of 2015, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he was an atheist. The all right Mm -hmm. spawned out of new atheism, yes. But.
1: And it's yeah. interesting because that a lot of that new atheism, I think, stemmed from these men thinking they were philosophers and feeling like they were superior It's always to that God. men think
0: they know more in spiritually and are more enlightened than everyone else. I, I think what has been maintained in the manosphere
1: now, even it's moving into extremist religion in that regard, is that now they just identify with God.
0: Like, it's not yeah, like... Yeah, like, they're just, they are God. <clears throat> not that they know better than God or that they can prove God doesn't exist, right. but they... They are God. It allows them to be connected to something bigger, use that language in their
1: favor, and still see themselves as superior to believers.
3: I'm feeling spiritual today. That's divine purpose. Let's do it. Divine purpose, (laughs) right? You need to be a force, you need to be magnetic. You need to be a force in and of itself. People don't seem to understand that we as men are made in God's image. You read the Bible? Yes. You read the Bible. Man is made in God's image. That means God looks something like us. True or false? Supposed to be. We're his likeness. We're, we're in his likeness, correct. Yeah. Would God take shit off some bitch? No. No, he would not. Oh, that's, that's deep. So you need to be
0: studying <laughs> Oh, that's deep. Read the Bible. I mean, you know, me personally, I believe that, you know, it's not necessarily that wherever there's spirituality, there's fascism, but it is that wherever there's fascism, there's spirituality. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, we had a whole episode about this, hippie to fascist pipeline, if you want more thoughts about, you know, just that mechanism and the history behind it. Basically, um... Tate says the mind
2: is the one thing you can have control of, and he says like kind of his words are like magic, and whatever he says comes true. He yeah, of, that, that's the four agreements. Yeah, th- that's, that's what that's yeah. what they
1: teach in the four agreements, which is a spiritual guidebook about like oh, yeah, it, it's that your words are magic uh, and they can determine. That's whether, magical.
0: That's literally the definition of magical well, thinking. <laughs> it's.
1: The book uses magic <laughs> as a metaphor for how you control your perception of your life, basically. Uh. So it's like if you use negative words, you're going to live in your own personal hell because you're speaking into truth how you, you see things, which is true. I mean, we do speak what we end up believing. So if you speak, if you manifest that you are going to do something, you will probably end up doing it. If you think you're going to fail over and over again, you're probably going to self-sabotage yourself into failure. And they use terms like like you cast spells with your words because it's like basically this idea that you're destining yourself towards whatever you speak into reality, which I think does have some truth. I, think I do believe in this idea of manifestation and like the people who become more, most successful are people who usually know they're going to become successful. And I think because that is just a thing that works, he can use it as the base for all of his other logic and spin it off into like this insane thinking, but because that is kind of true of everything, people are drawn to that because he is successful, and he did end up using these methods to further his influence.
0: I also um, think we should define what magical thinking is because we say it a million times. I 100% agree with your point. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, like, you know, got sidetracked because I was going on my phone. I was like, oh, my yeah, God, we need to define things magical things. thinking. Yeah. Um, according to Britannica, magical thinking is the belief that wishes can impose their own order on the material world. Or Wikipedia says that <laughs> magical thinking is the belief that unrelated events are causally connected despite the absence of any plausible causal link between them. Um, so, you know, essentially, you very much believe that that you can will things into existence right and I do think I believe in manifestation but not in magical thinking
1: and that like if you talk about a goal enough if you like envision yourself achieving that goal make it your focus and do the things you need to do to get there because it's like on the center of your mind then you're more likely to like put that into motion yeah but I don't believe that all you have to do is say that it's gonna happen and then it'll happen and it sounds like he kind of like spins off into that. Right.
2: What would you define as the difference between I'm trying to look this up right now but the magical thinking and manifestation? The action aspect, of okay, it. Yeah. is like if you're magical
1: thinking, you're just like, well, if I say I'll be rich enough, I'll get rich. Whereas manifestation is like, I'm going to put all my focus into getting rich and say I will be rich, you know, because I want to inspire and motivate myself towards that. But like, you you acknowledge that there are steps that you have to take. If you just feel like if your mind is open to the reality that you will be, it'll be easier to notice the ways you can actually achieve that more. Right. If you're if you think I'm never going to be rich, you're not going to be open to seeing the opportunities that can get you there. But if you already think this something that I'm supposed to do, this is my own destiny. And whether or not you actually believe it's your destiny because it's written in the stars or because you just want it to be, I mean, that depends on what kind of person you are and what your Mm -hmm. connection to a higher power is.
3: Energy is a lot like a bucket of water. You have all this emotional energy, right? You have a bucket of water. And then you have a bunch of different holes you can pour it down. So I believe if you wake up one day and you feel particularly depressed, you don't feel depressed. You just have a lot of emotional energy that day. Some days you don't have that much emotional energy and life's pretty calm. But some days you wake up and you have this big bucket of water. And the superpower is deciding which emotion you're going to put it in. Not to not feel the energy, but to decide which emotion you're going to put it in. And I think that's my superpower. I don't have the superpower of being able to stop myself feeling things. Yeah. I have the superpower of being able to choose how I use that energy and what I decide to feel.
1: Okay, this energy actually sounds like, like, one like one of my closing something. statements of our episode. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's easy to, like, use spirituality as a vehicle for, like, propaganda, getting, for propaganda because yeah. there is base truth in the idea of, like, willing yourself to, like, do what's right for you. And, like, you know, what he's saying right now is, like, if you're feeling depressed, that's because you have too much like, emotional energy, and you need to put that into something bigger, which is kind of what every, every therapist says to you. Like, if you're feeling overwhelmed, what you need to do is go out and take a walk and take opposite action. Like, opposite action is pretty much what mm-hmm. everyone says. So there is, like, truth to what he's saying. And I think a lot of men need to hear that, but they need it to be packaged in this masculine way. It's like... It's like when, like, they sell soap to men and they're like, wolf soap. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, um,
2: DBT actually does sort of have a yes. bit of a spiritual component yeah, to it. I've totally. done DBT and I have a DBT book. DBT. um And there is a lot of stuff about spirituality in that book. Not necessarily exactly the way Andrew Tate puts it, but there's a lot of stuff about, like, how, like, spiritual life basically being, like, a value. It's like, how can I emotionally take care of myself how can I like physically take care of myself and a lot of it like does uh, appeal to a certain spirit- spiritual beliefs because it also includes that as usually a dimension you know I I'm not very spiritual myself but I definitely saw the value of it in in the dbt book as like a sort of there's there's stuff that I was a little bit skeptical about like I'll say But obviously the meditation and the mindfulness, like allowing yourself to to be more aware of the moment, I think that does help a lot of people. Either way, it does work if you
1: believe in it. Um, And I mean, it works for him so people want to listen to him, but he doesn't actually give advice on how he puts it into motion. He doesn't give those steps. All he says is to... Like, you know, whatever. Pull yourself up by the boots. Or well, if you pay for whatever or, yeah, course. maybe yeah. he, he's, tell, he's telling them the real tea in the war room. <laughs> but I think his big uh, Krabby Patty secret formula is just that he traffics women. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. That's like, if you become a, a pimp, you'll woman.
0: make money. Yeah, Duh. Right. That's why he has to get 12-year-old boys because they're the only ones dumb enough to think mm. that he has some kind of secret formula when he's just a sex trafficker.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess I... I feel like calling them dumb is a little bit counterproductive, though, because I know that they're, like, they're kind of just 12. I guess naive. I mean, I mean
1: naive, 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 not dumb. It makes them feel like part of something to think, like, oh, only boys kind of get
0: this. Like, you know, you think, like, like this is... Only boys understand pimping women.
1: Right. Exactly. Like, it makes it feel like they have the superiority over a whole, like, half of society immediately right But Um, they probably feel on their day-to-day basis so disempowered by girls because when you're 12 the most disempowering and humbling thing is like a girl oh
0: yeah he's doing a
1: very good job at poisoning the minds of young boys all across i know this for sure Um, yes, you know this firsthand because you're a little brother. My right? little
0: brother, I'm not going to talk too much about this because, you know, he's a minor and, like, <laughs> whatever, I don't want to you know, No, do you don't have like, to, but
1: I think you can talk a little bit about your experience of having a sibling who yeah,
0: is... Yeah, my little brother is about to be 14. He recently got radicalized by Andrew Tate. He hates me now he is super homophobic super misogynistic I walk in the house he says no gays in the house (laughs) he he was not always
1: like that like he definitely adopted that personality from watching Andrew Tate he's not the only teenage boy who is a sibling of one of my friends that I've seen kind of fall down that rabbit hole yeah because and I think the reason that boys are so obsessed with Andrew Tate now is because like the idea of garnering power has become, like, so important to little boys. I even see it with my younger cousins who are obsessed with, like, Siren Head. Like, he's, like, a character in the internet sphere. I don't know. We probably saw I don't know, to, yeah. You don't know Siren Head? He's, that I don't know. I think people make, like, Among Us content with Siren Head as the villain, and Siren Head is this big monster that eats people. Anyway, he, it's, like, kind of, like, a creepypasta type of character, but apparently a lot of little boys are super obsessed with him because he's just, like, an undefeatable, like, super powerful creature and it's literally they become obsessed it's like a hyper fixation among little boys and i asked him what it is that has him so obsessed where it's the only thing he can think about and he's just like you know, he's powerful. I want to be like him. And so, like, I think little boys are more so identifying with supervillains because, like, the idea of having power seems so important when I guess you yeah. have, like, I feel like, I don't know, it has something to do with having so much access to all the information and communication oh, in sure. the world from a really young age. I feel like if you're hyper stimulated, all
0: you want is, like, more and more. And there's, like, what's interesting about with my brother degree. is, like, the first, like, he's. Journey started in August, or at least that's the first time I had any knowing of the fact that he had been radicalized by Andrew Tate. And the first thing that came up was when we were about to go to LA, he texted me like two days before, like, you're not going to LA. And I was like, what? I was like, it's already been bought. Like, you're, you don't have any power over this. (laughs) And he was like, no, like you're not going to LA because you don't have a man with you. Like, do you have a man with you? I was like, no. He was like, well, you can't go because you don't have a man with you because if you get robbed, who's going to protect you? And I instantly knew because, you know, I'm like obsessed with, you know, right wing internet people. So of course I was like, oh, are you watching Andrew Tate? And he was like, yeah, he's top G. <laughs> That's Jesus. how that went. <laughs> yeah. And
1: then it escalated into him just like having a st- super resentment for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just like being so homophobic and misogynistic and just like really crazy. It got really crazy.
2: Yeah. Well, I actually kind of, I understand that being a kid kind of sucks because yeah. of yeah, the lack a kid. of power that a child yeah. has and lack of control. So I think like the idea of like idolizing superheroes and idolizing yeah. like these powerful people, sort of like action figures and stuff, like I don't think that's really anything new per se. It's yeah, more it's of not, just I on think it's the they're, another not, level. they're
1: more into like super villains almost. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like they the the value system doesn't matter as much. It's way cooler to be like somebody that's like seeing between the lines and stuff. When you're overstimulated as a child from birth, like you want control, you want to satiate your desires, and so people like Andrew Tate who kind of talk about energy manipulation are convincing you that you can tap into a superpower almost. Like there's something right. inside of you that can cause you to gain control quickly because also kids are used to gaining things quickly now. Right. So it's like if you can hack your way into like having more control that's the most appealing thing to children now. And they don't question Tate's magical thinking because it sounds like pseudoscientific enough that they feel smart for even understanding it because they're like children and this is their first introduction to the idea of things like like quantum physics and this idea of like energy transfer and stuff like that they're hearing it from him so, like, he's te- he, what he's actually teaching is manipulation and narcissistic abuse, so he's using this flowery language of energy exchange as a vehicle to relay the message without it sounding like abuse. It's honestly a classic tactic. He thinks that happiness is actually a negligible emotion compared to pride, and yeah. that, like, he thinks more on a pride-shame spectrum than a happy-unhappy spectrum. Yeah, And that kind of aligns with this idea that he tries to instill in young men that you're not supposed to strive for what makes you happy in this world, you're supposed to for a life that makes you
0: proud. Yes, he believes that the that men should experience hardship. He says that tra- like hardship and suffering and trauma makes women worse and men better. He said that you know that if he had a daughter, he would give her everything. Like if he had a daughter and a son, he would probably take his daughter in first class with him, but leave his son in coach. I do agree with that, and I would do the same
1: thing. That is another area in which I am pro Andrew Tate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me tell you
2: this.
3: Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. If I had a daughter, my number one concern would be her being happy. I just wanted her to be happy. So if I had a three-year-old girl and she was crying over some dumb shit, I'd be like, oh, don't cry. Come here, give me a hug. i cheer her up. Da-da-da. If I had a three-year-old boy cried over some dumb shit, <sighs> boy, I'm about to lock your ass in the cupboard. You better shut the
4: up. Holy shit. <laughs> you know, fucking
3: whatever you're crying over. So it'd just be a different experience. It's so, you have this is definitely so, how his dad treated um, him. It's so <laughs> insane
1: to think that there is a biological <laughs> difference in how children think. Like they're all just children. Yeah, it's so sick. But he's speaking to that, like, embarrassed and ashamed inner child of every young boy that he's talking to. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's forcing them to repress their emotions and look to him for approval. Well, Andrew Tate is like a stand-in father figure for a lot of boys. When kids have the internet, they're gonna look for their internet vice. Like, what is the thing that's gonna bring them comfort no matter what? Everybody is looking for a home base on the internet because it is so overstimulating, and that's why people create parasocial relationships, because they want an anchor point. And especially if you're, like, in your formative years and you've always had the internet so you've always kind of like needed an internet parent more there for you than your real parents because you can beckon your parasocial relationship whenever you want you're kind of as a young boy given the choice of like Logan Paul or Andrew Tate god nightmare or whatever fucking uh uh twitch streamer <laughs> is like the person Destiny. of the month yeah <laughs> or who's the one that showed his dick by accident Oh I don't even remember his name
2: I've read these articles and stuff about testaments from like guys And I actually, my therapist actually told me he has a client that's like a, goes to a private school And he's like a big fan of Andrew Tate, and he says Andrew Tate saved him from a suicide And Whoa. basically like I think a lot of, they, what would you aspire to be if you were a boy If you didn't want to be, like who would you be your role model if you were a boy do you think? And, like, what's, like, a good,
1: like, would that be a good role model? Or would, like, who? I don't did? think I know enough about who, like, popular men today are for mm. young boys. But I feel like, the think about, I mean, like, there's, like, Logan Paul. Yeah, think about, imitate. like, that's hard. He's, like, a bad yeah. role model.
0: I mean, so, yeah, so I, what I, you're saying is this is all about fatherlessness. I, I mean, <laughs> I I it literally it, is. Yeah, I think yes. it's about like
1: male role model. Like, the, mm. are, I agree that there aren't a lot of good male role models today, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't know. And you think that there are more good female role models than good male role um, models?
0: I think yeah. Sure. I think it's because there
1: are a lot of good like like men just are bad. <laughs> yeah,
0: like um. Of course, there are no good who, male who role models. <laughs>
1: good male role models of the past,
0: but not, they weren't, they were good for, for they the were, time. They were good, they were good yeah, good that's for,
4: the thing, is right. that it's
2: actually for the standards of the time, but now there's a real lack um that, yeah the standard it's of the masculinity standard, is confused at this point, so there yeah. is no way of even being a good
1: male role model. I think that makes a ton of sense and it's why men are really frustrated with like, that there is no model of masculinity because even though that was problematic for the time it was more solid, so it felt like there were better male mm-hmm. role models because there were men that fit a simpler, more, you know, probably abusive, <laughs> (laughs) standard back then and we've kind of decided that that's not cool anymore but also now
2: there's nothing to replace it Mm -hmm. I think what was always admired for for male role model was basically um superheroes and I think that boys still have
0: that Mr. Rogers for some reason I don't I don't (laughs) maybe for like a baby (laughs) (laughs) Bob Bob Ross
1: every little boy
0: wants to be like Bob Ross (laughs) that's
2: literally I I that like that's like blackpilling. You're like this like rocked like or, like this like old man that like uh, is like really friendly to his no. neighbors like the no, perfect what's gonna happen Does not think Mr.
1: Rogers
0: is going cock. <laughs> he, <laughs> Mr. Rogers was the primary good male role model. I mean and and then my, Mr. Rogers was like um
2: but like I I don't know like in terms of I guess like I don't know like what GI Joe or something or yeah. like like heroes like Man. agents of like of um, <laughs> American imperialism mm-hmm. right. heroes um oh Spider Man you know, was a big Spider-Man. one Spider Man yeah Spider Man still to be like um
3: Spider-Man. what the fuck is wrong with you oh but I don't I don't want her to know I'm Spider Man I want her to still think I'm a fucking nerd if I was Spider Man you think that bitch wouldn't be sucking him fucking by hook or by crook believe, bitch I'm Spider Man come here and she'll say okay. If by some crazy twist of fate, some crazy twist of fate, she goes, No, I don't want to. i am be like, Pssst. Fuck you talking about, no. I'm a G. Spider Man. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, it's just crazy that he fantasizes about being Spider Man and then raping a woman as Spider Man using his Spider Man powers. I would I- that. I'm sorry.
1: Why is he dogging on Spider Man for his <laughs> uncle died? He's like, it's gay to have your <laughs> uncle die. Like, really? like, <laughs> like it's not weird. Because also, I feel like if he was a superhero, or anything he'd identify with Batman, who bought his power and just like is really yeah. Buff he actually does say like dark. I'm Batman. I'm actually right. Like and then Batman, uh, both his parents died, which is gayer than just your uncle.
2: Let's see, what, let's see
3: what else is. I realized yesterday that I can actually, genuinely, right now, nothing is stopping me from becoming Batman. Nothing. I have a Batcave. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have an Alfred. Okay. I have a Batmobile, a Bugatti. Yeah. Bugatti. Reach as far. You can afford body armor and all the crap that Batman needs All the crap, makes, goodbye yeah. it all. Charismatic. There yeah. is nothing stopping me putting on a suit and being Batman. <laughs>
0: Oh, earlier, right before we recorded this, we were all talking about... We were talking about our different opinions about Andrew Tate's voice. Well, I
1: was just about to say, he can't be Batman because his voice is way too stupid. And, like, Batman has a stupid voice, too, but Andrew Tate's voice yeah. is stupid in, like, the opposite direction. He sounds more like Penguin than Batman. <laughs> yeah, and eventually it was saying, you know... I think I think Andrew Tate would be cool if he didn't have that voice. I think he would appeal to a whole different demographic <laughs> of people if he sounded... Like sound, you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like... And yeah, I'm talking to myself. No, I, I like, I think... This that there are there's like a whole contingent of guys who like would agree with him, but he just sounds so dorky when he talks that it's like you can't because he's so he's so funny and how douchey he is. He is funny. I think I actually feels, I believe
0: that he is funny and like on purpose. Like I think yeah, he is actually a but funny I think guy. Like
1: there's a whole other group of people who are irony poisoned, but in a way that like they would kind of find him more charming if he had like a cooler voice. His voice is so
0: annoying. It's Sarah crazy. and I were saying that makes we relatable. actually like him because his voice is so dumb because it kind of like humanizes. Him, it's like a genuine flaw. And so, like to us, I think that kind of brings him down a peg and it makes him. Well, that's us what like I'm saying. Him. Like,
1: he would be elevated to a, <laughs> like a terrifying point if he had like like a
0: smooth ass That's voice. That's true. That is true. Thank god he has a stupid no, yeah, ass voice. It's, it's
1: for the better because I think there would be a lot more people who wouldn't be able to see through his bullshit if he sounded cool. I he hate just, his mixture of accents. The Spider-Man. Yeah. Stop crying to get
3: the robber who killed his uncle. Does he even catch that robber ever? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely asking. Does he
1: catch the No, that his whole point is that he's trying to satiate the need to avenge his uncle's death, and that is why he stands <laughs> up for justice. He has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> no,
2: this is highly <laughs> offensive. You know, I, I,
1: just, I can't believe I ever said anything good about him. <laughs> yeah, now, now I'm against him because he obviously doesn't understand the devices used For superhero stories Like he thinks That he just needs To be like an Undefeatable Like he needs to Catch every bad guy In order to be An adequate
2: superhero Yeah sorry I'm fine with the him But this really Crossed the line No it does It's like Oh okay Pimping on women Whatever but like Spider-Man Let's not talk bad About (laughs) Spider-Man It's
1: also Maybe the one qualm a 12 year old boy (laughs) You're
2: like I I like his ideas But you know I just don't like To see dogs On (laughs)
1: Spider-Man So that's kind of like that's kind of in line with that black pill thing of like just be the bad guy, be nihilistic. Like, yeah, that's like yeah. We
0: were kind of talking about this in the desensitization episode, but um, I wonder. What that is, it's kind of like you're not even trying... Nobody's trying to be moral anymore. Well,
1: I think it's being anti-moral. Like, the whole idea of being woke is to care about people's feelings too much. Right. You know, like, waste your time by challenging your ways of thinking to, like, give time to people who you believe are less than you.
0: So you're saying the entire right is, like... Um, fucking Cassie and Euphoria being like, so if that makes me a villain, yes, then I'll be the villain. Then exactly. I'll be the villain because they feel
1: like the left is overly moralistic, and so if they want to gain yeah, power, that back, makes perfect sense. They have to be the bad guys, and they're like, well, yeah, exactly. Like if this makes me the bad guy, be the bad guy, and, and that's also perfect for falling into this gender stuff because <clears throat> it's way easier to abide by gender roles and what is expected of us. It's like people feel like, well, this is natural and this it makes sense because it's natural this is how things are supposed to be because they're used to the system of gender but this idea of like what is natural and what is not has been completely skewed, like, I mean, it's hard yeah. to even define what natural means anymore. Like,
0: yeah, I, I, and that's always how it has been, like, mm-hmm. we live in a, a world of just popular myths, like, if you think that science is this completely unbiased thing, then you are sorely Or mistaken. even yet, science so. is
1: anti-nature, that's, yeah. like, something that you mm-hmm. hear. Like,
2: you know, he's always talking about this is the natural order of things. He says mm-hmm. the harder life gets, more people fall into It's It's a, it's a like, completely different logic system. Yeah. Like, it's, it, you you can't
1: have an argument because you're not on the same plane of reasoning. Like, yeah, just you, if you can't agree on what the reality is, there's nothing. Yeah, to debate you can.
2: With. Yeah, because you can like, show them evidence. They'll be like, "This is fake. This is the Matrix. Fake news. Fake news." Like, and and they just anything that they, they'll just be like, that's what they want you to think. What they really are is like anti-intellectual. Like, they
1: don't want well, to Well, all challenge. fascists
0: are anti-intellectual. Once again, I'm um. using the word haphazardly. Blah, blah, blah. We don't know right. if Andrew like Tate the- is a fascist or not. But, you know, let's just say far-right people. That mm-hmm. anti-intellectualism is a pillar of any far-right movement. <laughs> Although, I, I will say that Andrew um. Tate defending Palestine on Piers Morgan is like ultimate worst person you know just made a great point. <laughs> like, it's like, oh my god, now I have to be on, on Andrew Tate. Well, Tate's that's actually Side. That's actually the one thing, is he's actually recognizing
2: that on social media and young people, especially American young people, trending more pro Palestine. He's one of the first major figures to really tap into he's that. He's a marketing and, genius. And to, st- and to start, like, and I actually think he's using that issue yeah. to get a lot more attention. Because oh, people yes. will be like, oh, what, Andrew Tate based alert? And it's like, yeah, on this one. I literally one thing. did that. I was like, <laughs> I literally was
0: just like, Andrew Tate base department? <laughs> Andrew Tate destroys Pierce Morgan with facts and logic? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, know, has, like, I,
1: each of us has sided with him <laughs> on something in this moment. Yeah. He's tapped into, that's how good at marketing he is, that he's yeah. tapped into, like, We're, like, three, of, like,
0: like, cosmopolitan-ass <laughs> lesbians from New York that, like, and and we all found one thing to be, like, shit, Andrew Tate was right he about not with
2: our... I was actually at a pro-Palestinian protest at Brooklyn College and I actually heard someone bring him up favorably and, like, I guess I, I have a I have a um, dislike for when left-wing people pretend there's sort of no appeal of him or, like, why is he... He's so lame. And, like, yeah, he is really lame. Like, as you were saying, he is really lame. But you have to recognize the ways in which he's just sort of a great manipulator. And he yeah. is charismatic. Like, a lot of people be like, oh, he's lying about all this. It's like, I don't think he's lying about this. He just knows how to exploit people. Like, and it's not something someone should be proud of, but it is something that can get you power in this world if you know mm-hmm. how to do it properly. And you have to be a Real Machiavellian to really know everything there is to know about Andrew Tate and still be his follower. To know and to believe it and not just be like, oh, it's the Matrix attack, it's Matrix attack. Because if you really know all of his content, you've watched it in long form, you know that he genuinely believes the social Darwinist things, which are kind of fascist. The intro to The Tales of Wundon he says, life is competition, competition is violence. The biggest tree grew this way by fighting off all the other trees. So he is like a genuine sexist. He'll be like, you know, my ideas are not so radical because they're like the mainstream. He's like, oh, well, but what is does a woman take a man's last name? Because she belongs to him. And it's like, yeah, that is a misogynistic thing. He claims to purport a sort of uh, common sense. He says, if you're a realist, then you must be a sexist because men and women are different. And... This is obviously like this is a very like, you know, we've heard this before. This is like a packaged version of a sexist idea of what can men do and what can women do? Like women can raise a child and men can fight, can cure cancer, mm-hmm. can build society, can so it's like what it's All like true. it's not just one role for men, it's like any role you want, basically, but child except care.
0: conveniently enough, men can do anything except laundry and raise children, which is something that women are naturally good at.
1: Like he was just straight up saying, women do have a role. Their role is to be obedient, loyal, raise children, and uphold right. the home. And that is a very important role. And they, you know, have... Although he
0: also says that women... that He says that men need women spiritually. That yes. women are spiritual soothers. That they're, you know, they're comforted. Like, you know, when you have a bad day, you want a woman. yeah.
3: I think that the love between two people is a powerful energy. I think that women, when they love you, can care for you and genuinely protect your spirit. I'll tell you this, man: I've had times where girls who truly love me with all their heart will do anything for me. I've woken up, all text me on the same day. I had a bad dream about you. Something bad's gonna happen, and that day something bad happens. Oh yeah. If a woman truly, truly loves you and truly cares about you, they have a, a degree of power and protection that's important.
2: So thoughts on thoughts on that? Has you ever experienced that, Evangelia? Where a woman. Who truly loves me? A, you. Who truly loves me? Gives me a premonition
1: that something bad <laughs> will happen, and then it does. Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe if what they're warning me about is that they're gonna make something. <laughs> bad. Like a, a woman might wake up from a dream and be like. I, so I think something bad is going to happen because I had a bad dream, and then she's the one that makes something bad happen. <laughs> um, but no, I haven't been... Maybe I'm just not spiritually linked to my women enough, but I have not... you got to get on that. Yeah, I Women not, are the spiritual I protectors. I not had a woman control my fate with her mind yet. <laughs> I haven't been lucky enough to forge that bond. In due time. God, no. Yeah, no. I mean, there are some things that I agree with him on. I do think... Women can be spiritually soothing. Kickboxing is cool. I think it would be awesome to be rich. Cars are fast. And,
2: like, women are hot. Yeah, that's literally what he says. Like when he's like, "I'm trying to get 12 year old voice." Like, he's, like, <laughs> like,
4: I totally get it.
2: I totally get it. I feel well, like I this kind
4: is a pro
1: of, Andrew Tate podcast. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't like his means of getting to these places, but I can agree. Like his marketing strategy, it works. I can I can yeah. see how people can get wrapped so. You up in feel
0: this. about Andrew Tate the way that like a lot of people feel about the Kardashians, like you think maybe it's bad for society, maybe it's dumb, maybe it's vapid, but you respect the marketing genius behind it.
2: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, he clearly is winning at that. You know, I can play this clip too, but this is one of the most narcissistic things he says is that a woman's job is not just to cook and clean but to be happy all the time when he's around, to be stress stressorily, to be this, like, endless source of positivity for him. And that's why he supposedly thinks, you know, a woman's better without trauma and wants his daughter to be happy because he believes that that's sort of a woman's role. It's just smile and always be someone's, which is a super, like... Be that his peace.
1: Be his peace. That, that's, <laughs>
2: like, super, yeah, like, that's, like, but that's, like, a super, like, you know, I, I'm i on the narcissistic abuse subreddit and, like, people that were raised by narcissists, they say, you know, they can't handle negativity. They try to basically drain the energy or positive emotions from other people because they put up so much work sort of with this barrier of exterior positivity that they literally cannot handle being left to their own devices essentially. Like a lot of narcissists don't like being alone and stuff like that. And but also some because narcissists general, at
1: their core are so insecure that any negativity coming from their partner feels almost targeted at them mm-hmm. because they're so self-centering. If their partner is feeling negative, they feel like it's somehow. Their it must fault. be about them. Yeah, and because they also absolve themselves of all blame for anything, it's like that doesn't make fucking sense. You should always be happy, like right? You shouldn't be upset because if you're upset, it's somehow my fault. And, and I've never my done fault. anything. Yeah, so that literally just does not compute. And if you are that way, you're a failure of a woman because if a woman's job is to be the piece of every man, then you're not
2: fulfilling your role. The reason why narcissists attracted to spirituality is because if you believe in manifestation, you believe that you can influence your environment. And narcissists have a lot of control issues, and that's generally why they're controlling in relationships mm-hmm. and whatnot, because they have probably felt that lack of control as children, sis too. Um, and, and there's nothing in Andrew Tate's world that he doesn't control. He has his girls, he has Tristan. You can kind of live life on beast mode if you woke up mm-hmm. one day and you were like
1: 6'3", super fit, <clears throat> and like had mad fatherless Instagram models in your <clears throat> DMs, like hitting you up, like... You know, I mean... I hate to admit that he he lives an epic life, but he kind of does.
0: Like you know, mm-hmm. anyway. the perspective that we have on this is so interesting <laughs> as lesbians. Yeah, we're like, we're like, we're like, Well, we can't fault him for that. I Especially think that there's
2: something interesting about like from a lesbian lens because you kind of might be jealous of his like physical prowess because he talks about how if the he world had is a at, cooler voice. I yeah, would be. See, I'm like, my, just, my voice is yeah. cooler
1: than his, and so I can't envy anything. Of <laughs> is that really? A, is that a cope? He's just so dorky. He sounds, yeah, he sounds... He very doesn't... Dumb. Unfortunately, admitting that he does kind of get what he wants in that mm-hmm. way. And so it's yeah. like there's something undeniably aspirational about that, especially,
2: like, when you are someone who feels like you don't have a lot of control. In, in- I actually think that Andrew Tate is very not mindful, though. I think he's really the opposite of mindfulness because he can't... He's so, like...
1: He says he well, can't that's, relax, that's, essentially. Yeah, like, that's and that's why, a real
2: lack of mindfulness. Totally. That's, like,
1: and that's why it's a false spirituality. Mm-hmm. That's why it's spirituality as propaganda and he's not actually a spiritual person because he is his own God in his head. And that's the complete mm-hmm. opposite of what it means to be present. I actually,
0: I think for a lot of spiritual people, that's what it is. Yeah. I think they're their own God. Well, <laughs> what they get tripped
1: up in is that they think they're better than other people for having spiritual beliefs. But if you're right. truly a spiritual person, you don't think you're better than other people for having spiritual beliefs. That's completely the opposite of what it means to be truly present in the moment and spiritual you don't look down on other people for not sharing your beliefs you feel empathy for those people you feel a part of those people you know not pity empathy Mm -hmm. you just can't be the god of your own existence yeah and really all he's talking about is just living in his head and being
2: in his ego and i think you're really right in that that will never allow him to relax he doesn't even enjoy, he says this clip where he's like, only a broke person um, talks about how good the food is they ate. Like, because if you have really liked it so much and you were rich enough, you'd have it every day and then you'd get <laughs> sick of it. it. It's like, it's like That's this really honestly like honestly me strange, with Chick-fil-A as fuck. <laughs> I've watched a lot, a lot of Tate interviews. He says... I fuck women so they listen to me. I use it as basically a control mechanism, one, and two, sex is only good when you don't have enough of it. There's this anecdote of him going to a sex party and stuff, and he was like, it was disgusting. And you know why it's disgusting to him? It's because the idea that a woman would be having sex with anyone but him, it's the exclusivity. And that, you know, why is it impressive, quote unquote, to have sex with a virgin in, in male culture or whatever? It's because nobody has done that before so it's only you you're special and so I think you're you're kind of the god of their world yeah and it's a way to make them most impressionable which is useful if you want to exploit them for Ken yeah you don't
1: have to measure up to uh, their expectation when they have no expectation you are the standard and his whole thing is being the standard for people who don't know any better because his biggest audience whether for who he dates or who listens to him are like teenagers
0: yeah it's really funny how like His whole thing is, he's almost like refreshingly honest in his whole thing being like, I'm really manipulative, I'm abusive and manipulative. And his fans somehow think that he's not manipulating them, too. The
3: physical act of sex in and of itself, really, maybe for women it's different, right? But as a man, the Mm -hmm. physical, think about this carefully. All the men watching this think about this carefully. The physical act of sex in and of itself really isn't all that pleasurable. Yeah. Most of the time you're worried about making sure the girl has fun. You get 10 seconds of fun at the end, and you have to put up with her ass for hours afterwards. That's all sex is, right? So the whole point of sex is a connection between two people. And I think having a genuine connection between two people is worth more than the sex. So her
1: question is cool gay. Gay. Oh, can I? we say faggot? Yeah. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> what have we not? Um. Like, he's so... <laughs> it's, I can't respect it. If he was... If he had a cooler package... Because also, I don't know, he's just like a thick-necked, steroid-pumping <clears> dude, bro. <throat> I know that he is physically fit, but there's something just when I look at him, I see so much weakness. Well, honestly, his face looks very off. His face looks like it belongs on someone much smaller than him. Like, <laughs> he, he doesn't That's have true. a good jaw. Like, he
2: just... I'm Like, not to get... <laughs> are, like, you, like, are you? Like, <laughs> I'm, like, getting red pill on him yeah you're like <laughs> out red pulling this is literally that's like, like those videos that are like he's satanic because it's like you're out right winging the right wing guy you're like but that's
1: literally he just has this beaverish look about him <laughs> that i just can't like if he if he had if he looked like i don't know asap rocky then i would be just so jealous of him that i'd probably listen to him more honestly yeah. like i'd probably have more like wait wait if he had a cool voice and he looked cool but he cares so much about what women think that it's, like, gay to me. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean.
0: No, I, That's what I was saying when he was saying that thing about how he doesn't like sex. He likes, like, romantic connection. I was like, whoa, that's gay? Because he, he, <laughs> he can't decide. It's like, if you're yeah. going to objectify women, just do that. You know you what? Know. My Always my issue with people is when they don't commit to the bit. But, you know, I do
1: think that there would be a way for some version of that person to exist who could probably garner, like, way more respect from, I don't know, people who aren't already incels and talk like that. It's, it's like what you said about his voice, how that humanizes him. Like, I think people identify with that because they're yeah. all the, well, actually, kind of guys. Right. And, like, are, like, pushing their glasses brim up all the way to their face. And he sounds like that guy, but he looks like how these guys see themselves in their head. He looks like the <laughs> GTA character that they make
0: themselves to feel uh, cool. So Andrew Tate kind of, like, is for those men what Taylor Swift is for women. Taylor Swift's, like, lack of style and just lack of gender general swag kind of humanizes her and that's I think, a big part of why people love her so much. So true. Why women identify with her. Because she's awesome. She is, like, the most famous pop star in the world. She is pretty. You know, she's skinny. She's tall. She, you know, as this having this great whirlwind romance yeah. with this football star. So but she has just, like, a total lack of swag yeah. that humanizes For, it's her. Like, it's
1: almost uncanny valley. Like, yeah. it's like, when I look at him, it's like, wow, you're supposed to be a cool guy because everything you say is trying so hard to be that person. And technically, you meet the criteria because he's not lying about, like, his access to these things. I mean, maybe right. sometimes he is, but, like, for the most part, he mm-hmm. is
2: actually wealthy and successful yeah. and has women. I mean, the adults understand that only a deeply insecure person would create such a vacuous life where you're basically, your entire, like, point in life is to just go on Twitter He's and, like, grab, like if brag, Dubai was a flex person. on the yeah. Brokies and whatever.
1: And, and, and and, yeah, like, it's, it's also just, like, he, I think it's a big thing about the cool factor to yeah. me, too, though, because I do think there are people <laughs> yeah. who are super obsessed with flexing and, like, and who are narcissistic. Like, Playboy card is kind mm-hmm. of like that vibe, but he just he's just like cooler in vibe because he doesn't give a fuck, and so that like makes him like seem less like totally dorky and uncool. I mean, he's like annoying in his own ways. Mm-hmm. Like you can see you can still see through him and see his narcissism, but there's like an, a, a mystique to him that Tate just doesn't have because he
2: yaps so fucking much. Yeah, actually, like and Tate says that in like person, he's actually pretty quiet. Which is actually interesting. Um, probably. Yeah, every move is calculated. He's a popular loner. He's the quiet guy with a lot on his mind. That's I'm literally sure. what I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, but like basically, because what he says is all I do is work. In actuality, he was saying this on the Muslim podcast to make him seem like a good Muslim. But like, because I watched this Muslim podcast of him, he was like, all I do is like work. Like people say I'm a degenerate or whatever because I like you yeah, know whatever. But is like
1: sitting on some podcast, editing panel. porn videos. Yeah. Ed- <laughs> and, like just talk. Talking his shit, like, trying to promote himself. I mean, if we edited porn, we would pretty much be there. He's really taking notes out of the what's going to happen Bible. Boom. Yeah, you <laughs> guys are on his grind. Like, literally. Oh, yeah. I mean, you had the Gark G- 3000.
2: No, no,
3: no, no.
2: no
3: <laughs> this is actually a serious point, right? This is a very serious point because the Western world has collapsed in real time, and it's a failed society. And one of the reasons it's a failed society is because of the over-sexualization, especially of females as a whole. If a woman comes up to me and goes, I'll be the best sex you ever had, I am fucking revolted. I don't want the best sex I've ever had. I want you to be pure and a virgin. You shouldn't know what sex is. Cook my fucking dinner. Shut up. Don't, hey. talk, don't come and talk to me about fucking sucking dick. It's vile. It's disgusting. I don't want to hear that shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when did you, you said that thing about um, Andrew Tate is really close to Andrea
2: Dworkin on like
3: the yeah. anti-sex Oh, money. yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> no, this is like, because like real galaxy. okay, favorites. so there's two Tate interviews that I love. Some of my favorites. One of them is one of his first interviews, and he actually, the things he said, I was like, like base, like base department calling a little bit (laughs) because he was like older women are invisible. Uh, And he was saying, you know, as a man, you control your destiny. Like you build yourself from the ground up. Like if you're born a beautiful woman, automatically life is easy, which I don't really agree with. But I guess what I would say, you know, life is easier if you're a beautiful woman. If you're born ugly as a woman, you're fucked. Like you're you're fucked. Because yeah, he was you can't saying like as a man, a you can be
0: whatever you want, but as a woman, you can only be
2: beautiful. And there's no way for you to get this like general societal recognition from you know. And things are changing here, but this is talking about worldwide a measure of like what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a man. Like, this is still very true. And he sort of acknowledges this. Ugly women are to red pill men as the Armenian genocide is to U.S. presidential candidates. Like, they talk about it when they're small. They're like, no, it totally happened. Like, did these, this exist? And then once they get big or once they get, you know, once they get past the primaries— no mention of it. He never... I never heard him talk about ugly girls ever again. He just pretends like they don't exist, A lot of red pill And they really do. don't, like, don't they really exist don't, in his world. They don't Yeah. Because he's curated this reality of being around. He's like, women are responsible. Women always try to avoid blame. Women don't do anything. They just sit on the couch all day It's because he's only Starbucks. dating these abused 19-year-olds.
1: Yeah. Bitches love uh, talking about Starbucks and posting memes and vaping and mm-hmm. not doing shit. And it's because the women that he dates are just Are 19. Teenagers. Teenagers. They're like, like 15-year-old yeah. Romanians. Like, yeah, like, but, yeah, but he, like, he intentionally maintains this world where he's completely right. Like, he yeah. needs women to be that way in order I mean, for even him to with, feel superior. You know,
0: I don't feel any kind of bad for Andrew Tate, but who I actually do feel kind of bad for is Tristan Tate, because Andrew Tate kind of abuses Tristan. And, you know, he says, like, I'm the older brother, so what I say goes. Yeah, I, and I you mean, can see him putting down Tristan, like, mm-hmm. in their videos. Yeah, because you know, every
1: bully needs their goon that is, like, all as good as them, but will never be as good as them. Right, it's meant to reinforce exactly how all of his fans feel, which is like, oh, I'll never be as good as him. I have to keep trying to be as good as. Maybe him. I I'll be keep... Tristan. Yeah, like or, <laughs> or, or or they want to be Tate, but they identify with Tristan whether they realize it or not, and that he, he needs to be there as like a physical stand-in for who his audience. I also is.
0: think like for Tristan, it's just like he's just repeating that cycle of abuse with his older brother because his father, their father, was super abusive. So basically, in 1992, his dad was um
2: kicked out the CIA Emery Tate. He's named after his dad. His name, is, his full name is Emery Andrew Tate. Oh my God, Emery. Um, what a game. That was yeah. That was my high school history teacher's name actually too, Emory. Um, <laughs> so
0: yeah, <laughs> no, Mr. Davis. Shout out. <laughs> You dropped his he'll full stop. name. You'll find him. him. <laughs> you no, know, people should find him. He was a fucking pervert. Like, oh, he's
1: the one—the big, yeah. yeah, yeah. uh, big guy. Yeah, yeah, the big guy
0: that was obsessed the, with Olivia. Yeah, the
1: one that made you walk on his back. Or that was that a different one?
0: Don't Don't, and, and
1: you
2: were cool with that one. Okay, we
0: won't talk about that. The, the that's back. her boy.
2: Oh <laughs> Barefoot, <laughs> and honestly, I, I let it happen. No, it's just like, right. like a friend, I mean, friendly. Yeah. Like it was. There's totally no friendly for way for a teacher to ask a student to barefoot walk yeah, on no, his back. Not. not I had socks on. I think. That's oh well, then bad. that makes it okay. They're
3: like condoms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Chess genius. He was extremely condescending, but I understand why he was the way he was. When you're wired like he is, everyone is a moral. And when I say he had photographic memory. If it goes, oh, I know someone's photograph memory. No, you don't. I'm talking about, what's your phone number? The goal. Six years later, just on a pay phone. Like, it's like, how oh, the fuck? Just everything you told him, he remembered. Everything. And and that becomes a detriment because if you remember, and you pay attention, if you remember every number plate of every car around you, then you're in a car with the guy and he's like, last Thursday, that car was beside us. That was it. I don't know. Of course you don't know. No, no, I do know. That car is beside us next Thursday. Do you believe in it's? Like, well, maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. And then, and then you can't argue with him because you don't know. He's, he's like, well, you're not
2: smart. <laughs> he's just, just describing a man that has gaslit him his whole life. No, 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 no. No, no, no. The, 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 the punchline so of this is actually really funny. And the punchline, it's like a totally serious anecdote about his father. I'm like, the punchline's <laughs> so good. No, but it is, seriously. He's like, well, you're not
3: smart. enough to so remember the number plate, son. So, you just leave this to fucking me.
1: And then you turn off the road because this dude might be following you. And, and I'm not saying he was paranoid. His he, dad is schizophrenic. My father got diagnosed with narcissistic
3: personality disorder. And I do believe he had it. But and people say I have it, but I don't. When you have true <clears throat> narcissistic personality disorder, you truly believe you're almost invincible. So, I said, like, he, he, guns were pulled on him. and go, You think that's going to kill me? Shoot me. You fight and get furious. Like, how dare you believe a weapon can kill him? It was fucking enraged, like that's who he was so yeah he was a super interesting guy to grow up around because it's weird to be around a dude who's so big and so strong and also so smart and you have to just accept second place all the time
1: like, he watched his father devolve into, like, paranoia because his dad, like him, thought he was the god of his own reality. Right, exactly. And humans just are not meant to believe that they are their own gods. Like, it's like we have a built-in system that malfunctions when your ego wins. Like, it, we, we need to be a part of something bigger. We're social creatures that right. be, like, fundamentally need to be humble and that we see ourselves as pieces of something greater, not the greatest thing right. possible. And, like, you see people who gain in- immense power like that, like, drive themselves... Like, Kanye basically got schizophrenic because of how yeah. much power he had.
0: It's a very common thing with narcissists is to be paranoid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah actually, yeah. Because you, you have no faith in anything bigger than
1: yourself, mm-hmm. so all you have is mistrust in the world around you mm-hmm. because you are only supposed to have faith in, your, in yourself when you believe you are a god and you are, like, on top and you see through the matrix. And that's a very lonely way to be. It's like parentifying yourself, which is ironically right. what you have to do when you're the child of a narcissist. Right.
0: I mean, yeah, no, Andrew Tate's dad was narcissistically abusive. Now Andrew Tate is, you know, teaching millions of boys how to narcissistically abuse women. And he
1: believes that God
0: is a narcissistic abuser. Yeah, because because his dad is a narcissistic abuser. He wrote this book called Tales of Wudan where... His self-insert is atop some like vaguely Asian lived mountain. three thousand years for three thousand years atop this mountain. If under, I was
2: Christian, I would think this is satanic. Like yeah, stuff, like, <laughs> under
0: um, Master Poe, who is just his so dad. Who looks like, like his dad? He's this is like, is like a black. It's Asian, like, like a he's Carlos Castaneda fan fiction. Like
1: this is like um, the teachings of Don Juan, but like with uh, Andrew Tate. But it's just like insult.
0: about his dad. Right. It's about his dad. <laughs> but yeah, his father was discharged for being, you know, a normal you know, narcissist. Never.
3: He was a linguist. So he used to listen to the bugs. If they bugged the room. He'd listen to the bug in Russian and translate it. Um, so that's what my father did. Anyway, when they discharged him, he said he had narcissistic personality disorder. And the reason they said he had that is because he refused to listen to one of his commanders. I don't know the exact story, so I don't want to say it on tape. But he refused to listen to one of his commanders about a recording on a tape. And my father was arguing with him about the translation of a, a certain word. My father believed it was slang for something else superior belief it was something else. They went to a personal beef. It developed over months and months and months of arguments about translations. So they discharged him. They diagnosed him with narcissistic personality disorder and said he wouldn't listen. And they offered him this military pension and he refused it. He said, my sanity is not for sale. And I know that line because so my mother used to scream all the time when we were broke in the house. You could have had money, Emery. My sanity is not for sale.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a dumb loser. Emery Tate did work for the CIA. Um, and it's crazy that he was kicked out of the CIA for being a narcissist because everyone in the CIA is a narcissist. You yeah, that's like-
0: how bad of a narcissist he was. The CIA was like, you're a clinical narcissist. That is like when Al-Qaeda said ISIS was too far. Mm. That's what it was like. He was really, really crazy. And Oh, yeah. you know what's a trip? Go, Emery Tate had a Twitter account and <clears throat> all of
2: his tweets are up. I like this one. Can cowards... Tell you to have courage, in quotes. Can atheists say, God help me? Can narcissists say, I love you? Can dictators say, freedom? Hashtag puzzling. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just just, his journal entry. No, they're so, um, vodka and guava juice at 3 a.m. alone in a hotel room. N-word, gotta have a screw loose. I say, tighten up, don't lighten up, tighten up. Buzzed. Well, so I do kind of feel bad for
0: Tristan, well, but not in, Andrew. He can go
2: fuck himself. He's just doing the same shit as him. I don't care if he has daddy issues too. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I honestly feel a little bit bad, but not very bad for both of them. And the reason why I feel a little bit bad for them is he's like, I could not handle being a normal person. Like I could not handle having a normal life. I needed to conquer the world. And he makes it seem like this is this thing that all men think but I don't think it is. I think it's what all narcissists with like p- parents that emphasize like high achieving values basically think. Like the That's reason he I couldn't think. handle- <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: that I couldn't be a normal person. Yeah, like I, I'm a normal
2: person. And he literally can't sit still or relax even after he has all these, this is what I was talking about earlier. It's not so, okay, he says this. He says, what is this house for? What is all these riches for? It's for women, he says. He literally said it's for women, which is, like, the most, like, crazy, insecure thing to say of, of but whatever. Like, you know, it's for women. And then it's like, what's the women for? What's well, not for sex? It's, like, to coerce them into doing cam for and making even more money. Yeah, it's just
1: a self-sustaining cycle that has no core. There's nothing to it. It's just, like, the, it, everything is just meant to uphold itself, and there's no integrity there at all. So it feels hollow. And he's so angry and fueled by his resentment for having to live that lifestyle that he takes it out on women because it can't be his fault that he got into a vapid lifestyle and that what he's chasing is just as vapid as what the gold diggers are chasing, except that he's the one that actually has to work for all of it and they don't have to work for it. And they just take it, you know, because he, he advocates greed. He advocates conquering and doing, you know, as little work as possible to get as much as possible. And yet he completely devalues the women that take his money and don't do anything. The yeah. women are the one are the money. The
0: women yeah. are the money. They're yeah. the ones. The men exactly. are not paying for fucking. I mean, some of them are for this hustlers course, or well, whatever. Because he also cam business. The men are paying for the women, and he yeah, takes ironically, all of their money. They're
1: the women are actually the ones who are working to make him the money. Yeah, he's no better than all the gold digger uh, Instagram. Influences. They're providing for him. Yeah. So,
2: <laughs> to give a quick background on his cam business, he's basically admitted like, so, this is a fact. All these like you know sex trafficking stuff is." He said this is all consensual. I mean, of course, you know, I believe these accusations, but, you know, they're not technically proven to court of law yet. We haven't seen that yet. But this is confirmed that he has had a campus. It's like this is he said this in many videos. Um, It's totally confirmed. And basically his structure of pay with the women is with the women that weren't sleeping with them. They thought it was 50-50, but he would keep actually 80% because he would say it was going to tax, but he actually wouldn't pay taxes. Mm -hmm. And the women that he was sleeping with, he would take all of it. Actually, so all of them, and the they money would just would live in his house. Him. And they would just live in his house, and he would, you know, pay for stuff for them. And the thing is, he actually said that he realized that you need to be fucking women to like be in this. Like, yeah, it's like you're like he's you're literally yourself. You're literally women. It yeah. <laughs> you know, was, you know, was like I had forty girls working for me, like I couldn't fuck all of them. Like, <laughs> he's I, there
1: getting a train ran on him by all of these like, Instagram <laughs> and
0: by all of these nineteen
2: <laughs> year old Romanian girls. <laughs> <laughs> they're like living in his house, like getting, like
1: driving. <laughs> he does like
2: sex. Like, it's like, oh god, I gotta go to work
1: again. Yeah, I think he's just as whored out and and overworked. Damn. What he he does is the same shit as the camera girls. Does he gets on his camera? He does his little thing <laughs> for teenage boys to watch. <laughs> he, he's they're fucking when he doesn't enjoy it. So wow, that people they're like listen. an Ouroboros. But Him it's, and his women. Yeah, it's, it's exactly, they are. It's <laughs> a snake eating his tail. It is, a, it, it is. Uh, he is looking into the reflection of himself. And I think, he does not like and it. And he does not like it. I think he sees himself in every woman Andrew Tate, you are a
0: feminine man. Andrew Tate, you are a whore. Andrew Tate, you're a, yeah, you're, you're a You're just whore. a whore. You're a whore. Your daddy didn't love you, so now so you throw yourself out are on the internet. Got you got are the the you're girls the only fans girls that you hate. Oh my god. <laughs> you like, I'm on DMT right now. I feel like, you know what? Fuck everything I just said. We're more enlightened than everybody else. We just crack this wide open. I mean, it makes
1: so much sense. Like, it's kind of beautiful. Like, he is them, there. It's him. honestly,
0: like, this is the only conclusion <laughs> his, um, this could have gotten.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you guys think is the answer for young boys or for people? Like, what do you think?
2: Yeah.
0: Sarah's Sarah. First,
1: daughters.
2: I just want to say the first thing. is I think this is my best case scenario. Mm-hmm. I have I have a silver lining to say we may be saved we may be fine. I remember when I was thirteen I would go into a YouTube comment section it would be more racist than like the fucking like the oh my worst yeah. it was just vile like it I was really like learned there's about no racism way. in YouTube comments yeah I was like sections. no in sexism too like I it was, it was crazy. crazy but in but you know everyone grew out of this like SJW cringe yeah phase I think part of me and, sort of
0: thinks that Andrew Tate is to kids now what being a white nationalist was like when we were that age right. and maybe they'll grow out yeah that. That's, that's,
2: that's yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, this red pulls up the rise of right-wing nationalists. Slowly, these kids actually did, like, stop believing these things. If you talk to any guy our age, there's, like, a 5% chance he was, like, a no, fascist any, at some point. If you point. talk
0: to a guy our age that's into memes, there is a 30% chance he was a fascist at some well, point. Well, everyone's into
2: mm-hmm. memes, so, like, but if you talk to a guy who's memes. slightly socially awkward or, like, slightly autistic, then there's, like, a 30% yeah, like chance. Anyone like, who
0: was kind
1: of chronically online probably yeah. had uh, yeah. an alt-right phase in high yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's
0: like a thing amongst people our age now. Is like, oh, I had a white nationalist phase, and like, yeah. obviously that's horrible. But
2: you, a lot of people in communist spaces are yeah. actually like used to be fascists. Like,
0: the, yeah, the like I Nazi see a lot of people. Pipeline. Yeah.
2: You
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gian, for your
2: contribution in this episode. Okay, <laughs> <you are>. <laughs> <laughs> she's literally looking at like infrastructure right now. Like I don't know if you guys can see this, but like she's been looking at infrastructure for the past hour. <laughs> the
1: second she said that I just command queued it.
2: <laughs> and, like, Caught red
1: in. <laughs> Yeah. A lot of Google <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A
0: Japanese satellite. Didn't God.
1: realize that we had stopped recording because you were hyper zoomed in
2: on the <laughs> Google Maps link of a bridge in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my point is, there could be sort of a mass realization, or sort of like this slow unraveling or deradicalization. Maybe another point contrapo- Maybe contrapoints
1: will Contra come back and do do us. a video on entertain, you please. Contrapoints. No,
0: but it's not because contrapoints was perfect for deradicalizing white nationalists because she, mm-hmm. she is was like a, very white yeah. and she's like, and you know they didn't care as much about the gender stuff. The fact that she's a trans woman makes it so that she could not deradicalize these people. It needs to be somebody but honestly, else. honestly,
1: I think it's more that she's a woman
2: than even trans because. Andrew Tate is weirdly okay with- Andrew Tate is anti-trans in the sense of like, oh, save our kid. Like, they're- they're, because he basically says the LGBTQ, they put the T with the G to confuse us.
0: I believe- I believe that the right in America has decided to pivot to the grooming and gay stuff because they realize that the race stuff doesn't work. Because America is becoming more minority, whether they like it or not. And they realize that there's actually more appeal in actually just trying to get- the minority cishet men in teaming up with them against women and gay people. Mm. Let's pivot to women and gay people because we can get the the privileged people within these minority communities to be on our side by targeting women and gay people instead of racial minorities. I think that's what happened. Yeah,
1: sexism <laughs> wins yet again. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, mean, what we need I guess mm-hmm. to replace yeah. this is if we can't have a contrapoints because she is too much of a woman to garner the attention of his fans. Then we need a an even cooler male role model yeah. who has the opposite values of him, but is even cooler.
2: Yeah, I mean that's really yeah, interesting. Who still feeds into because
1: the thing is, in order to appeal to to boys who grow up and feel that life is a game that needs to be played by capitalistic standards, it would need to be someone opulent enough to capture the attention of these boys in the way that Tate does. But that in itself is kind of antithetical to the values that we'd want hmm. a male role model to have. So I guess we kind of what we need is like a down to earth, like grassroots yeah, no. kind of masculine man who like is respectful. Like we need like a, an anti polarization, like middle. Brown, like masculine man but that like uh, but then also men need to feel like it's okay to feel <laughs> it's like I don't know we need like a tender hearted cowboy you know, know. S- we need like a, yeah like a Marlboro man that's like maybe pro trans
2: no I think like I honestly you know what I think it's a good masculine activity fishing
1: mm-hmm yeah.
2: We going need, out. We need someone who's, like, we need fucking someone who, like, climbs trees, wishes <laughs> oh, like, a
1: Steve Irwin Like <laughs> Like, sort of, like, yeah. a, someone who wrestles crocodiles and, yeah. like, is, an, and believes that women can do anything. Yeah, and like, believes that women can also wrestle crocodiles if they want right, to. Right, right. Um, but he got killed by a stingray, which is kind of, oh, I'm mm. not going to say I'm not going to say gay <laughs> <"Hey, that's laughs> hey, I respect Steve Irwin. I just think maybe for the kind of guys that are gravitating towards...
0: Andrew Tate, they might think getting killed by a stingray. Maybe okay. just like how their standards for women are impossible, their standards for men are impossible as well.
1: I think men are experiencing that and like yeah. being like they're and and that is driving them fucking crazy. So they're mm. overcorrecting. Yeah. So we need we need a guy who we need a good dad for the men of today. Uh, they need fathers. But, like, what's the perfect masculine
2: then, role model of a father? Exchange. Yeah,
1: They need an internet dad, too. Yeah. Just like,
2: Millennials are horrible. If I grew up with a millennial father, like, I don't oh know. Oh, God. I, you'd be, uh, at, you'd be fa- dad shopping online, too. Yeah, like, I... Dad I, shopping on YouTube. Yeah, I'd rather have, like, an absent father, honestly, than a millennial father. Whole generation's caught. That's not <laughs> <that's laughs> we end on. Millennials. <laughs> fucking um, millennial.
1: Um, I mean, Tate is a millennial, right? Yes. He actually, actually is. is a, millennial. a millennial. Yeah,
2: that's why he is. That makes like, so he, much he's like he's doing rants about like Star Wars, like about how he's like, why is everyone so obsessed with he Star says, Wars? Like, he says like, American outdated. Pie was the
0: peak of culture. Oh, oh you God. know, this is a video
2: talking about how 2000s is like is the modern world without all this addictive garbage like social media. You know, people just live it in and
0: the moment. He's
1: just
2: nostalgic. He's just nostalgic for when he didn't have to shave his head to <laughs> hide his receding hairline. Like, actually, he says he can grow full head of hair. I don't know if it's true though. Not, his hairline's not. Hair not. Hair Great though. I saw it. It's not great. Yeah, Yeah, it's not great. Um, um, I would say, like, I actually, it's so funny that it says it on American Pie because I always talk about how that's the worst time ever to be a woman (laughs) because, like, all the sexual liberation for men, it's literally like there was no awareness of like coercion or sexual assault. So it's literally like this, like, fratty, like, oh, it's okay to do whatever you want to a woman because there was no like chivalry, like, it's okay to like come in her face, fuck her in the ass, do whatever you want. But, like, and like, but, like, there's no awareness of, like, respecting, like, women and stuff. And so it's, it's full sexual liberation for men, but it's like, oh, do women even know what masturbating is? Like, it's like, really, like, sick really time horrible. period. It used to be bad to rape, but one in the 60s because it was premarital sex, not because it was rape, <laughs> but because it was premarital sex. I got there somehow, um, I guess. Yeah, like, uh, Right out. answer, wrong equation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, but then in the 2000s, it was like, well, that's not bad. What's bad about it? Like...
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, so she was a little drunk. What's wrong with getting drunk? Yeah. You know, the spot of Superbad was literally,
2: was was, like, get thinking, those like, girls drunk. Yeah. Like, I, I love that movie. Like, yeah, yeah. like I that's love that movie. movie. Yeah. But, like, um, that's a funny movie because it's, like, almost, like, it, there's some satire in it. So,
1: I mean, ultimately, we need, so we're calling to action uh, a new male
2: role model. I mean, I I, I I am sort of blackpilled on the MQ, so. Uh, my,
0: actually, my brother blackpilled me on men. I used to not hate men, but now I think they're all horrible.
2: I mean I have male friends I I like my male friends like but you know, I, I, you know, but
1: they're, they're kind of horrible too, right? <laughs> when I had a lot of male friends, I was like, God, these guys are awesome. I love playing Mortal Kombat with them. I love joking around with them. I love hanging out, and they're really bad people. Like, I think they're bad. People I don't know. I and I, I, I enjoy them. Like, I, mean, I think that's kind of how I've learned to just like kind of stay neutral about guys. It's like, they're, they're I've had some male friends now in the past that are shitty, but I've had some male friends that are pretty decent people. They're great. They're just people. Like, they're fun in so many ways that I think girls aren't even able to be fun because men get to explore. Mm-hmm. Because men get they to be are. free. They get to be free, yeah. They get to be, like, like. there's a coolness about that because you're allowed to to develop yourself as a man in ways that you just can't as a woman as much. Even though, you know, you can say there's so many options. It's like when you're systemically oppressed, you're not able to have those, those individuation rights from a younger mm-hmm. age. And also, like, when you have, like, an unadulterated life in a world that, like, is built for the kind of person that you are, you're just going to inherently be kind of a bad person a little bit.
2: But the, that's the thing. It's like women would be fine without men, but they're here. They're here, they're everywhere, actually. And it's kind of scary. And in like patriarchal societies around the world, on average, the scene is your dad protects you and then your husband protects you. But I've never had a dad and I'll probably never have a husband. So I'm just like here. Like that's why I'm learning Sambo. So the conclusion <laughs> is we just need women to learn Sambo.
0: And that's Sarah's current hyperfixations. Martial arts. Get on, on Sambo. Do on Sambo. sambo. Or like kicks.
2: You can do kicks. Fox into it any us. martial arts so Jeez. we're
1: giving the same advice to women that andrew tate is giving to men is like that to right? get, <laughs> get get into martial into, arts
2: get into martial arts
1: get big right up make sure you get <laughs> your protein lady yeah, get a high value art. man we, yeah. maybe pimp him out we just gotta tate him back <laughs> I, I think we need we need, me, we need to create a male role model that has a lot of integrity and we need a female role model that has none
0: yep that's yeah. what we need. We need yep. to balance it out. That's the only way. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, you know, yeah. I, we'll, yeah I guess Shira 7 kind of argues But Shira that. 7 is even good enough. She needs to be a real dirtbag. Mm-hmm. And women need to
1: mobilize in the way that they do. Yeah, yeah, she can, yeah. Shira
0: 7 doesn't have the mass appeal. We, we need yeah, because, real- because women aren't thinking about world domination. <laughs> <laughs> because then they need to be. We need, because women, ladies. ladies <laughs> let's get on this lady. Ladies. Ladies. <laughs> ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Do you um, want to, do you want to, oh, do you want to be cooking and cleaning for some man? No.
1: Okay. Oh, my girlfriend's calling me. We got to wrap this up. <laughs>
0: Hello?
1: My fucking girlfriend
0: did the laundry wrong.
1: <laughs> this is the kind of
0: thing we need to be doing, ladies. Do the laundry wrong. Fuck. <laughs> She's fighting
2: back. <laughs> Build on. But I could go for keep literally
1: building. six yeah. more hours. Like, I literally Never give me a Celsius again. I can keep on going for hours. This is crazy. This is giving me the thrill that Admiral gave me when I was 14. More like almost I'm three hours. I'm really yeah, this, this is, is awesome.
0: insane. <laughs> Why is Andrew Tate our second longest episode? <laughs> because we're autistic and Evangelia has a Celsius. <laughs> I really hate
1: ending it being like, and here's where we are. It's like I want to think about like I think you're right in that it could be a phase for mm-hmm. a lot of boys and that it will be something to grow out of, but I also, I fear that this is... I
0: fear that it will influence you know what, their actions in the future in a yes. subtle way. Like, they will always sort of think of women as lesser, in a way, even if they grow out of believing in misogyny politically. Also,
1: it's just easier to believe this shit, so you really have to care to pull yourself up yeah. out of it. Whereas, like, with stuff like new atheism and, like, being, like, alt-right, because it's, we've been saying, it's not as
0: mainstream, you actually have to, like, care about things to be White White is also like a very specific ideology with a specific goal. Yeah. Unlike being a mis- misogynist, which is just hating women. And it's not totally
1: <laughs> anti-intellectual. There's so much academia that supports white supremacy that or you can actually a, yeah, make a case a for it. Mm-hmm. And you can enjoy like academia and reading yeah. and, and do that. But as Andrew Tate says, he doesn't read. He's above that. So they're so anti-intellectual. And he's reaching them at this age that it feels like he's frying their brains maybe to the point of no return. Because they're not people who already are primed to be interested in like exploring ideology. They're just kids who are looking for a father figure. And that's the part that scares me more than like that previous wave of white right, it kind exactly. of feels like an evolution of that
2: <laughs> women are weaker than men and that's why society has developed in this way because men have had the power through strength in the past and now that our society is becoming more intellectually dominating and physical strength isn't as important women have more rights now but People like Andrew Tate, they believe the natural order of the world is whoever can defeat each other in whatever realm. He literally says, you know, being strong is more important than being smart. He says I'm the smartest man alive, but he says being strong is more important than being smart. He says, if I say two plus two is three and you say two plus two is four and I become enraged, rip your arms off and then fuck your girlfriend. And who's really right about two plus two? <laughs> I'm right. And then I reproduce and, you're, and your girlfriend gets pregnant with my stupid kid and not your smart kid who was right. (laughs) He's
1: fucking that's so good. It's crazy. Hilarious. He wins, whatever. (laughs) Fuck it, let's kill ourselves. Group
2: hanging, he wins.
0: Alright, bye.
2: But now you want to do Sambo, right? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's
0: work the fuck out.
2: (laughs)
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. I want to do sambo now.
0: Sarah's mission has been a couple <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's we're, it's it's over.
2: You gotta
0: come. We to can't sambo. win
1: with intelligence. Fuck all this. Let's mm-hmm. go work out. Yeah. Well, Sarah, do you want to plug anything? Do you have like a sub? Oh yeah, yeah. To- no,
2: I do. I do have a substack. Um, at Sarah Resigno. It is um Sarah with an H R E S C I G N O. That is my full name. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's Wait, like, the, yeah. Title. I have a few articles up. Um, one of them is about Doja Cat. And it's related to their last episode, sort of. It's about sort yeah. of alt-right chic. I'll be coming with some more content soon. Well, All thank right. you so <laughs> much,
0: Sarah. This has been awesome. <laughs> yeah, this has been great.
1: Thank you. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Gonna Happen Pod or on Twitter at WGH Pod, And f- uh, subscribe to our Patreon. You can subscribe for as low as $3 a month and see some extra content. We're putting up a lot more this season.
0: And from and from the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> this has been what's going to
2: happen I'm a romanian jail so <laughs>